Hey everyone, and welcome to our Coffee with Jesus podcast. This is our second episode. Welcome again. Today we're going to be talking about lessons from a child. What can we learn from an interaction between Jesus and a child? And uh, so welcome to this podcast as far as possible. As always, we're going to be releasing this every Tuesday. So you have an opportunity throughout the week to sit down with a good cup of coffee and let's talk about what Jesus is revealing to us through the scriptures. Uh, let's talk about what we notice about in scriptures and how that should inform the way we live and how we reflect Jesus into our world. As always, we may get some people who we interview or we might tackle some difficult questions or issues. Uh, but today we're going to be uh, looking at this idea of what can we learn from a child and and as a church liberty church uh is is passionate about children we we don't just babysit your uh, children during the the services and experiences no we believe that children are in a season of their life where the gospel of jesus the good news can change the trajectory for the rest of their life and so today i want to read a passage out of the gospel of matthew matthew chapter 18 where jesus takes a child and uses the child, uses the moment to teach adults about what kingdom life, kingdom faith looks like. And so let me read that to you. Matthew 18 verses 1 to 6. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like a child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned into the depth of the sea. I love the, the beginning of this passage. The disciples come to Jesus and they ask the question, who is the greatest? And this is a question that is consuming our world. In our world, we, we want to know who is the greatest. We want to know who's in first place, and we want to know how we can become first place. And if for whatever reason, the person who is in first place, the person who wins, if we feel they cheated or if they did something unfair, or even if they are in first place and don't have the same values as we do, we get upset. We, get, we, we, we rail against the system. We want to know, hey, why do they get to win if they didn't do it the right way? The question of who is the greatest is still one of the most asked questions today. Whether we like to admit it or not, some of us are guilty, like these disciples, of coming to Jesus with the agenda of wanting to win in life, to be better than others and of being the greatest. We come to Jesus not because of who Jesus is, but because of who we want to be. We want to be the winner. We want to be the greatest. There is this thing within a lot of us where we want prestige, we want position, we want authority and influence. And all of those things often come with being the greatest. We desire these things to such an extent that they can become idols in our lives. And instead of worshiping Jesus, we just use Jesus as a means to get to our goal. So here we have people asking Jesus the question about who is the greatest? How can we become the greatest? What do we have to do? Tell us, Jesus, please, what do we have to do to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? In the midst of all of this, Jesus brings a child before them. In the midst of this desire, this atmosphere for competition, Jesus brings a child. 
and children were part of that society uh, that, that were being taught about the world. That children were at the stage of learning. They were the students and the adults were the teachers. The role was very clearly defined. And then Jesus brings a child into the midst of them so that they could learn from the child. In other words, he says, hey, let this child be your teacher. You become the student and let the child teach you. And right off the bat, we need to know that we can learn from anyone if we are willing to honor them as vehicles of God's love and grace. We can't write off people. We can't say, hey, I can't learn from you. I can't grow from what you have to offer because that's not how Jesus works. Jesus says we can learn even from a child if we will honor them. And so he places the child in the midst of them and then says, there are a few things you need to learn from this moment. Disciples pay attention. Listen carefully because there are a few things that you need to pay attention to that you can learn from this child if you have eyes to see and ears to hear. And, and I would wager that it's still the same for us, that, that we, if we would have those eyes and those ears, we can learn from this moment. The first thing I think Jesus says, the first thing we can learn is he uses that word turn. He says, hey, we need to turn and become like one of these children. He essentially says you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven unless you turn. And this is a very hectic statement. The thing is, though, we only need to turn around. We only need to turn if we are heading in the wrong direction. Jesus doesn't say make a detour. He doesn't say make a course correction by a couple of degrees. He says turn around. In other words, the road you are on is taking you in the exact opposite direction to where you should be heading. In this case, then we need to be aware of the direction of the disciples. What were they, where were they going? What were they doing? What road were they on? We need to know this so that we don't travel down the same road. Well, it's clear from the question that the disciples were here traveling down a road of self-righteousness. They were trying to figure out how they could earn a position in the kingdom of God. What could they do? They were trying to figure out what they could do to be in God's good books. They were trying to, they were down the road of religion. They were down the road of, if I do X, Y, and Z, will God do A, B, and C? And Jesus says to them as they journey down this road, turn, turn around and walk in the opposite direction. And he uses a child to illustrate what that direction looks like. A child, if everything is well and good at home, never has to worry if their place in the home is dependent on their actions. In a healthy home, the child knows their position as son or daughter is not up for review every year based on their actions. They don't have to do a performance review in order to stay a son or a daughter. They simply trust that because of who their parents are, they have a place in the home. And that place is a place of value. It's a place of love and it's a place of honor. A child's road in this instance is a road of trust. Jesus says, essentially, instead of competing for greatness, why don't we accept we are loved? Instead of trying to beat others, why don't we learn to love others as children do? Why don't we learn to see others not as competitors, but as siblings? Siblings who have the greatest father the world has ever seen. Why don't we learn to love like children do? Which brings us to the second point. So the first point is turn around. The second point is 
Jesus says we must become like children. We mustn't just journey on the road that children are journeying on. We must become childlike. God, God, the kingdom of God is, is open to those who have childlike faith. He doesn't say childish. He says childlike. Childish behavior. If you've ever had a child, you know what a childish behavior is like. You, you, and we even see it in adults. Childish behavior is when someone who isn't a child reacts and does things as a child would do them. Childish behavior is when we throw tantrums, when things don't go our way. Childish behavior is when we choose only to consume what we like, not necessarily what's good for us. Childish behavior is when we allow our emotions to rule us, when we haven't even factored in what those emotions are trying to tell us. Childlike, however, is not when we act like children, but when we relate like children do to their parents. A childlike faith is a faith that can rest when it's tired because it trusts the parents to be there and to keep them safe. Childlike faith is, is when a need arises, there's no doubt that the parent can meet it. Childlike faith is, as mentioned above, not worried about position in the home because family is not about who is number one, but more about is everyone moving forward? Is everyone okay? And so there is a big difference between childish and childlike. And I think Jesus is calling us to this childlike faith that trusts, that rests, that doesn't compete, but make sure everyone is okay. The other thing here is that we need to remember God calls us his children. God doesn't want admirers. He doesn't want performers. He doesn't even want overachievers. That's not what he's called us to. He calls us and he loves us because we are his children. So here is the thing. If we can't see ourselves as children in God's kingdom, we miss the basic relationship we are born again into. If we can't see ourselves as children of God, we miss part of the big picture of salvation. And so maybe today the challenge for you as you listen to this and drink your cup of coffee or tea or hot chocolate, whatever it is, we're not judgmental. Maybe it's time to see ourselves as children in God's house. So first off, we need to turn. Second, we need to become childlike. Third, we need to understand what Jesus says when he says, humble yourself like a child. The third point is humility. Can you be teachable and correctable? Can you be open to new ideas and new things, new things that you don't know that you don't know? That's the thing, right? We don't know that we don't know certain things. And can we come with an attitude of teachability? I love when children discover new things. They, they, they walk through the world as if it's this massive classroom and everything can become a lesson. Humility in a child looks like they can learn from almost anything and anyone. Here's the thing, because they haven't got a prejudice yet or a predetermined idea about who or what has value. And so because children walk through the world with this open teachability, with this, without prejudice or predetermined ideas, they can soak in learning from anywhere and almost anyone. They are humble, not in that they degrade themselves. That's not humility. They are humble in that they value what and who is before them because they want to grow and learn from what is before them. If we are constantly trying to compete with someone else, or if we are trying to outdo them for a position or authority, just as the disciples were, we cannot honor them and we can't, hum and we can't be humble before them. 
You know, you see this in boxing matches or MMA fighting. When the opponents square off against each other at the weigh-in, the last thing in that room is humility because you don't want to look humble. We don't want to look weak before other people. And so here's the thing. Competition and humility can't be roommates. If you're competing about with someone, you can't learn from that someone without humility. And so turn around, childlike humility. And the last point, Jesus closes this session off with his disciples by asking, how do you treat the least? Lastly, Jesus speaks not just about becoming like children, but about how we treat children. He is speaking about how we treat the least in society. He's speaking about how we treat those who have no ability or resource to return the favor. How we treat children, and by extension, the vulnerable in a society, shows how we view God. In a world where children right now are being trafficked and murdered and abused, what it reveals is that we don't have the right view of God. As a society, we have misunderstood God in the most profound way. We don't recognize that God is the one who loves them, who created them, who watches over them, who has a purpose for them. How we treat the children in our world, and again, by extension, the least and the most vulnerable in society, tells God what we think about him. It tells God what we think about the works of his hands and the love of his heart. And so Jesus goes to quite an extreme here and he says, if you cause a single one of these children to sin, a single one of these most vulnerable people to do something like sin, it would be better for you to jump in a lake. Why? Because he loves them. He loves the lost, the least, and the lonely. He loves the child and the widow and the, the illegal immigrants. Jesus loves all those people who are weak and vulnerable in society. And he says the thing we can learn from children is not, how to, is not only how to be like them, but how to treat them. And so can I encourage us? How are we treating the children, the most vulnerable in our society? So today, here are some lessons we can learn from a child. Number one, can we turn around if for whatever reason we are on the wrong road? Number two, can we become childlike, not childish? Number three, can we humble ourselves? And number four, can we love those who can do nothing for us? God, we pray that we would learn these lessons well, that we would see you in the face of every child, that we would love them as you do. And so God, I pray that we would be teachable and open today. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Well, I hope this has been a good time for you that you've allowed God just to minister to you and speak to you. Please um, sub subscribe to this podcast so that you will get it every week when it comes out. Let's, let's, spread the, let, let's spread it around. Let's get it to as many people as possible, but have an amazing day. We will see you soon. God bless. Cheers, everyone.